For all of you who listen to Mackie Second Floor Studios Presents Submersion and own an Android device, do me a favor. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I use the app, and I love it. I can search for the podcasts I want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them all just a click away. Make sure to set Mackie's Second Floor Studios as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 41! Woo! And it's a very special episode because we have... Patrick on tonight. Live from London, baby. Oh. As usual, live from London. <laughs> I'm live-ish. Uh, and uh, <laughs> this is also uh, a very special episode because it's a crossover episode. It is. True. With the Bad Movie Twins. Because we are twins current, this week we are doing this movie for the website as well since it came out. And got bad reviews, bad enough reviews for us to watch. And it's also special. So thir- three times special, three layers. Mm-hmm. This is a live film. So this is a film in theaters. This is a submersion live. We haven't had an opportunity to do this yet before. Right. And unsurprisingly, that meant no one else watched it but me and Kyle and Patrick. Because <laughs> no one wants to pay money for the shit. Well. It's true. I will. I will. Oh, and no. Yeah, I got it. I got it for cheap, too. I got five bucks. That was my- Oh, really? Yeah. I got six, and I thought that was a steal. Well, so I usually... went to Cinemagic, so that was a- It's a, not oh a great place. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it smelled bad. I did not like it. <laughs> so usually, And I was the only one in the theater. Usually, you guys do stories, right? Up at the top? Oh, yeah. We just- I would say- We just chit-chat, ch- ch- chit-chat. Ch- ch- yeah. Deal. You I had love... an interesting time seeing this movie. Yeah. So, the, the main thing is that it's it, the theater schedule in London is a little bit tighter- been in the U.S. So it was about 10 days out in theaters. I saw it the day before it left theaters. It was probably like the third to last showing. Every showing was basically at 11 p.m., which would have been a nightmare. But I found one where I could just leave work early because I'm I'm cool like that. And I could see it at 5.30 in the afternoon, which is absurd. But these are the times that I was able to like see it. But the key really is that there are two main theater chains in, in England, Cineworld, which I hate and smells bad. And it's dirty and gross. And then view, which gave me delicious five pound viewings every week. And then I went to this one in West, this view in Westfield, and it cost me 13 pounds, which is like $17, which is like a goddamn nightmare. So I was quite, I was quite peaked that I had to spend that much money on Hunter Killer, I have to say. So uh, we just to be perfectly frank with the audience, we missed most of your story, and thank God you just kept on talking. Yeah, because it didn't I can hear you we in lost the background. It. What getting beers? I assume. No, I sure. Mean, go with that. Yeah, Kyle sure. was going and fixing. What did you even do? You seemed like you. I flipped a switch. He flipped a switch, and everything went back to what it was. Excellent. So now we can hear everything. Everything's right. You guys got any beers over there? Though? Oh, we do. We got uh, some. Of course, we do. Yeah, I'll give I mean, you each one guess to guess what beer I'm currently drinking. Boddington. No. Uh, you are great, drinking. Great guess, Kyle. Bizarre, That's a good guess. Bizarrely good guess. But go on. <laughs> uh, you are drinking a just a Guinness. Sweet, Wrong. delicious Guinness. Do you know what they love in England? Jolly old England. Corona. So, got some really? Corona. Are you Corona. serious? They love Find Corona. Beach, huh? Yeah, it is like the Heineken of America, but in England, is Corona. It's like the foreign, oh, do, the foreign. Ooh. Do people like that Heineken here? Yeah, presumably. I think in the U.S. they do because it's like foreign tasting. Yeah, it tastes foreign. That was like the story with Heineken was oh. that they went there and they found out that the the it skunked basically. It's like just skunked beer. Same with the Corona and same with so um, 
And Rolling Rock was actually the famous one because Rolling Rock was the one that has like a uh, a bacteria that grows in their tanks. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> yeah. So no, that's but Miller. Everyone was like, "That's Miller, isn't it?" That's why it tastes like mm-mm. corn. Mm-mm. That was Rolling Rock. Well, Miller tastes like corn because of their weird bacteria. But anyways, well, maybe. Well, die, die, we die. don't want to hurt any beer lovers' fans. No, we do not. Or their feelings. I mean, dive, dive, <laughs> dive, dive, dive. Yeah, they are not. <clears throat> they are not sponsors. No. Yeah. So. If they want to get bad mouthed by us, they better sponsor us. Well, if they don't want to get bad mouthed, they have to pay us for to not talk about them. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, hold I them like hostage. Uh, all right, so we we haven't even really mentioned it yet, but uh, I think everybody knows. They There's know. only one big sub movie that's come out lately. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle L. Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. So Patrick, Pat, what did we watch? Uh, we watched Hunter Killer, starring the the f- amazing Gerard Butler. Uh, you didn't pronounce Aca- that right. Academy Award winning Gerard Butler? Uh, almost, but you didn't pronounce his name right. I think it's uh, Gerard Butler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Old name one of Academy Your brother Award, has right? quite the grin on after saying that <laughs> for I'm some reason. pretty happy with myself. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Cool. Um, so yes, this was released in the U.S. October 26, 2018, directed by Donovan Marsh, stars, as we mentioned, how do you say it again? Gerard Butler. Uh, yeah, famous from 300, Law by Any Citizen, and a movie you and I saw in theaters together, Geostorm. Geostorm. Playing for also, keeps as well, obviously. Yeah, obviously oh, playing for well, keeps as well. Duh. Yeah. Uh, also has Gary Oldman from The Dark Knight, Darkest Hour. I was looking for all movies with dark. But Red Riding Hood. Too. There Red you go. Riding, obviously, Transcendence. Uh, Harry Potter and Book of Eli. Uh, Scarlet Common, Letter. rapper turned actor. I don't know anything that Common's in. Was he in the- Wanted. The Queen Latifah film. Suicide Squad. And John in, Wick Chapter 2. He's possibly know. in multiple so, Queen Latifah films. It's unclear. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, Michael Knifequist, that's how you say it, rest in peace. Rest in peace, man. From Abduction, starring Taylor yes. Lautner. Oh, great film, Taylor Lautner. He's also in uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the, the tattoo. Swedish versions. Yes. Yeah, no, you pronounce that wrong. Oh. It's The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Tattoo. Yeah. Uh, he's he's also in a John Wick movie, the first one, and he is in another submarine movie coming out, Curse. I know, he's like his last two films, basically, <laughs> yeah. before he passed away, unfortunately. Subs. And Linda... Cardellini from oh. Bloodline, Scooby Doo, and Daddy's Home. No, well, no, no. Mainly Freaks the, and Geeks. But yeah, Freaks and Geeks is what she's famous oh, for. Oh, okay. And Grandma's Boy, right? Wasn't she Grandma's Boy? I think she was. She yeah. was Grandma's Boy. But I think I, if you were going to say like the two most famous things, it's actually probably Scooby Doo and Freaks and Geeks. Obviously. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So, did you have anything from. Because we, for badmovietwins.com, every time we produce a long preview for a film that kind of goes through everything i mean we talk about the poster which i thought was great the mm-hmm. tagline was fine um but was there anything that stood out to you patrick or anything you can remember from it that stood out uh i mean the thing that i remember in, in p's view on the preview which is i'm not sure that's on the site yet but um it was mainly like the director i thought was very it was a strange choice for the director i thought 
because he didn't, yeah, I don't think he had ever done a US production before. He's, I don't know, I think this is a US production. It might be British. I don't really know, but he's South African and he had done a, bu- a, a few different South African films, but that's it. He had done, like, one of them is called Spud, which is like his biggest film he'd ever done. I never heard of it. Hmm. So Spud? that was an interesting yeah. choice to head up that is a, interesting. a film that would be so technically complicated, potentially, as a submarine film. You can imagine. Yeah. I imagine is like somewhat technically complicated to like maneuver. It's got to be. So um, something that I also glossed over. I didn't mean to. Um, this movie, well, it's only been out since October. Yeah, has already been nominated for best picture, best directing, best sound, best visual effects, best editing, best actor, best actress, best movie of all time. Really? Wow. What awards is that for that for? Oh, the um, the Submersion Awards. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kyle's choices. Like, that doesn't <laughs> flow. Anyways, um, so shall we get into it? That's up to Patrick. Patrick, should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. We just wanted to give him the power for a second yeah. and take it back. So we open and we're in the Bering Sea. Is that right, Bering Sea? Bering. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah was that right? Bering. We're up by the Yukon or some shit, whatever. And uh, th- we see- a submarine, the heroes, the Americans. Duh. USS Tampa they're Bay. Creeping along. USS Tampa Bay. They're creeping along and they're right in the baffles. All right. First off, should this have been called the USS Fitzmagic? Uh, obviously, <laughs> yes, it should have been. All right. Yeah. Or I the, immediately, I took that down on my notes. It would make sense because it sunk in the end. Hey, oh. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, crushed wow, crushed man. It. Crushed it. Uh, actually, I should say um, to Fitzmagic, who is a listener, I'm sorry, and come on to the podcast, please. Yeah, we'd love to have you on. Yep. Uh, and so they're creeping along. They're in the baffles. So obviously the other submarine can't hear them. It's a Russian submarine and they're like, creeping along and they just, it's been a cat and mouse game for a while. That's kind of mm-hmm. what they say. It's like how they've been kind of tailing each other. All of a sudden there's an explosion on this Russian submarine and they don't know what's going on. The Americans don't know what's going on. And they're like, okay, what's going on? What's going on? And all of a sudden they hear a torpedo from above coming at them as well. Yep. So at this point we assume, oh, this other submarine was hit by a torpedo and now they're getting hit by a torpedo. This will turn out to not, not be the case, but this is what I, at least I assumed when we were when I was first watching it. I wasn't even sure. Did that uh, – the one that hit the USS Fitzmagic, did that come from the air? It came from above. No, it, it came, just came from, from above. That, that submarine the- that was hiding in the yeah. ice. Yes. All right. Yeah. I was the one sure who killed if- them. Right. Because when we saw that later, I thought, is that the one or was this some kind of air to sea missile yeah. that is originally, never going to be explained? Yeah. Originally, I thought it was going to – it was that. I think it was that Russian submarine that we see later. It's a little confusing as to why it wasn't that that submarine just hit both of those mm-hmm. – both of them. But I guess it was kind of supposed to be – the. it was supposed to be set up such that the American ship hit the Russian ship and then the Russian uh, – or sorry, boat – and then the Russian boat yeah, responded dude. and hit the American boat. So it needed to make it look like it wasn't both just the Russian boat that did it. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so um, they get hit and they go down. And we smash cut over to Common, who <clears throat> is some kind of military analyst. And dude, he is commanding some control room like a total boss. For sure. And we get the idea that he's he's high up in the government, but not like – he's not like – He's not Gary Oldman high up. Let, no. Let's just Gary, say Gary o- he can go yeah. into Gary Oldman's office, who appears to be a very high level national security advisor with the Navy. He's the and he's, he's just like of, I need a second. No, he's the com- he's like the chief of whatever. He's he's the he's the big dog. He's the guy who commands all of the military, right? All right, so well, here's the Navy names. potentially the the whatever of the Navy. But regardless, no, no, no. He he's he commands all. He's the he's whatever it's called. The department, the defense, whatever. 
No, he's, he's right like minister, right, but he's this right is below British. that. Yeah, he's right below that. Anyways, we okay. can we can figure it out. Well, his title, Gary Oldman's title, was CJCS. Yeah, Charles Donegan, whatever that is. Yeah, Admiral and the Charles common was R A John Fisk. Anyways, oh. your common so that, is that, high yeah, enough Fisk. that he can get like his ear. He can like just right. be like, I need a second. Yeah, uh, excuse me. Let me talk to Gary Oldman. I'm right. Like, Clear the room, please. Yeah. Actually, let's go on in this in this vestibule over here. This beautiful vestibule. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they he goes and basically he goes to get Gary Oldman. It's like something has happened, and Gary Oldman immediately is like, "Uh, fucking war, right? <laughs> right, guys? Uh, let's <laughs> get on it. Fucking war." And he just like he rips off his jacket, and he's totally bare chested and so muscly, and it's like weird. Okay, a bald eagle lands right on his shoulder. Yeah. He also is, has an American accent in this film, which I found amusing, but mm-hmm. that's just because I, I feel like Gary Oldman used to always do weird accents that wasn't his own accent. Yeah. And then in the past, like 10 years, he's abandoned that and just go back to his like regular British accent for every role. So it's weird to see, see him kind of almost be a Southern person. <laughs> oh, he's Southern in this one. Okay. Sure. Why not? But anyways, at this point, um, Gary Oldman is like, who, what commander are we sending out to handle this? And Common's yeah. like, I think we have to go with something a little bit different here. Yeah. yeah, we are. Like, I, already, I know yeah. a guy. He's like, because like he, Gary Oldman's like, we don't even have anything up there. We don't have any submarines up there. He's like, we do. We have the Arkansas. He's like, but the Arkansas just lost his commander. And he's like, well, I already put a new commander in there. And his name is Glass, baby. Oh, and then smash cut on over to Scotland where we see our new captain, Gerard Butler, hunting elk. Yeah, bow hunting. Which bow I hunting looked tree. up. There are no elk in Scotland. There what? are red. There are red deer. So oh. maybe it was that. I think. So it why was do we? Deer. Why, why do we love Gerard Butler's character immediately? Because he sees a little baby, a baby deer family, and is like, you know what? You guys are okay. And he tips their hat. Yeah. He's like, you go, you go along, Papa, Papa deer. So he says, yeah. So and this is how you know he's not fit to lead right here. <laughs> <laughs> so Kyle, Kyle, if you were out hunting, would you have taken the shot, or do you also leave cute families of deer alone? I've often been conflicted with something like that you know for instance if i was out uh bear hunting or something sure. like that would would you if you saw a bear with cubs you don't know i wouldn't kill any i'm not gonna kill any animals i don't understand what's happening so yeah i think at that point i think the the rule of thumb is that if there's babies with them you have to defeat them in hand-to-hand combat i like that yeah so, so if you can beat the bear, then you get it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So here's like, and then here's, you and then you get to take the cubs home. Right. And the cubs have to that you're now their mom. <laughs> yeah. Great. But here's a little pop quiz, hot shots. Um okay. what what I couldn't maybe I maybe I misunderstood it, but could you could you kind of glean why was Gerard Butler like an interesting choice as a submarine captain? Because he didn't go to the academy. So he he didn't go to the Naval Academy at all. Mm-hmm. He he basically worked his way up from the bottom. So he was like a grunt and did like all the jobs in the submarine. And so he was like, they even say like, he was like a grease monkey basically. Oh yeah. Like he's yeah. like, a, he's one of us. More or less a mechanic. Yeah. He and is so, uh, he's a real Borgnine in this situation. He is definitely a Borgnine. Also, what, what, and then <laughs> he's carrying around a coin. This is all happening at the same time. I'm not <laughs> yes. interrupting. What is the coin though as well? What is the coin? Yeah, what what is what did it say on it? It was like the USS Mercer or something. It was something. No, no, it was USS Wichita. Wichita. So he was on, yeah. So he was on the Wichita, and basically he's been on like a million boats, and the Wichita was one where they had a really close call, I think. And it was notorious he, he for also being dirty and gross, or something. He said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a just a really like it's a rust, but real rust bucket. It was. Uh, they had some locker room talk. I think is what you might glean. From the company? Sure, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, he, he gathers the truth. So this is actually kind of a funny part because it's like 
the XL, who's just a Debbie Downer wet blanket this entire time. He sucks. Yeah. Like, he, I just wanted him gone. He was always right. like, you can't do that. I was waiting. You court marshal to be like, you shut up, man. Yeah, I was waiting for the, the absolutely worst, most ill-timed mutiny of all time in any submarine <laughs> movie. With him well, doing no. it and everyone being like, no, what? Who the fuck? That that, what I- <laughs> that happened. Down Periscope. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke in Down Periscope. Would have been great. Um, and so, yeah, he gathers the troops. They're like, we're never going to find them. And Gerard Butler's like, uh, let's just, let's play oh, this because out. This is, yeah, this is uh, you know one of the cliches. He gets command of the boat. The and troops, he says, yeah. we need to get everybody back. Well, they've just been granted surely for two days. So how we're never going to find them. So normally like Armageddon, you'd see them gather the people like – one person's out hunting, one person's on a rodeo, one person's out yeah. of something, one person's gambling, one person's at a strip club. But instead he's like, there's two bars in this fucking town. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you check one, I'll check the other. And they get everyone on and they, <laughs> they load it they load it all up and you can hear some grumbling from the crew. They're not sure about this guy, this new commander. Yeah. He's not your typical commander at all. I heard he didn't shoot a deer when he had the chance. Yeah. That's, uh, everyone's heard about the story about him not shooting a deer and they're yeah. like, I want him to fuck up that deer. Come on. Yeah. I bought a deer on board just so he could beat it to shit here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he goes around like checking on stuff and he does like a little speech where he's like, uh, I'm one of you, like, and you better, if you think I'm not going to run a tight ship because of that, like, so fuck you, whatever. It was kind of weird because he's yeah. like, he's like challenging everyone. <laughs> he's like, I've done your jobs. I can do them better than you, yeah. but I'm not gonna, you have to do it. Yeah, he's so- like, <laughs> what is this? And he ended it. He said like, anyone who doesn't think I'm fit to command, raise your hand and we can fight it out right now. And then they got a ring together and he, he greased himself up and mm-hmm. they did Greco-Roman wrestling for a while. It was strange. It was pretty impressive. Nude. Yeah. That was the first was actually mo- most dick. of the movie was Greco-Roman wrestling. Yeah, the first a dick was his yeah. greased up dick at the Greco-Roman wrestling. Yes. Can 100%. I get on some dick jokes here? I finally uh, did it. You're allowed. I, 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 I allow it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> um, and so... <laughs> And so, anyways, yeah, he's got this lucky coin. Basically, this is a ripoff. If you guys haven't listened to Steel Sharks episode of this, this is Steel Sharks. This is the same as Steel Sharks. They ripped off a Gary Busey movie. Steel <laughs> Sharks. <laughs> All right, hold on. It's very strange. Not just Gary Busey, but Billy Warlock and Billy D. Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are they? Why? Why are they doing this? Yeah. Well, in the Billy Warlock thing, because then then we go over and another thing that that uh, Oldman wants is he wants someone with some eyes on the ground up in Russia oh, because yeah. they know that the president is going out to this like naval base out there. So it's like something's up. I don't like coincidences. Let's well, get some no, eyes Gary on the ground. Oldman, I thought Gary Oldman was like, let's go to war in common and well, and, yeah, no, and what's the, her face was like, oh Linda, how about we can we maybe sure. get some eyes and ears on the ground and then do an extraction. Oh sure 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 yeah yeah I thought I thought I forget if it was I thought it was Gary Oldman who was like no you Gary Oldman was like let's right. blow the Cardellini. shit out of Russia is what he said well but you can understand the the problem right because yeah. Linda Cardellini and Gary Oldman I mean they may as well be twins I could barely tell them apart <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so anyways um, quite the compliment to Gary Oldman and quite the diss to Linda no 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 just to Gary Oldman oh okay she's a beautiful woman and so is Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so, uh, so th- then we smash cut over to Tajikistan, classic, uh, where a bunch of American special forces are doing some training and boy, howdy. Uh, so how would you describe Patrick? How would you describe the young guy of this group? He just wants to, he wants to try his best. He is eager right. to please. He's a little eager beaver and right. the, and the main veteran guy is like his, um, tough father figure. And he's just yeah. like, run up this, this this ramp and you're always one second late and you got us all killed and you suck and I hate you. But secretly I love you and I'm the father you never knew. 
That's basically what the right. relationship is. <laughs> that's that's more or less what it is. I, I yeah. would I would also say from a bad movie or bad uh, a bad uh, movie twins perspective, he's a little bit of a planchette. A planchette being a character who mm-hmm. just tries his damnedest and loves loves everyone and just wants to be the best, and everyone just shits on him all day. Oh um, yeah. <clears throat> so he's kind of like that, except he's not big and fat. Like that's usually a planchette's usually like a chubby guy, but he's he's a special forces <laughs> like a yeah. badass. No, he's total badass. Yeah. But anyway, he fails at this training yeah. mission. And you can tell everybody's real down on him. And, oh, right at this moment, you should know, some point later in the movie, he's going to get an opportunity to redeem himself. He's got mm-hmm. to. Yeah. And no, no everyone's other way. not down on him. They're like his brothers and his father. They just want best. They want they, they need they need to keep him humble. That's basically yeah. what it is. It's the father and then the older tough older brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they, they get the mission. They're going to be heading into Russia. Here. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real emotional movie. Yeah. yeah, and so they they and they head out. Um, and so when we were talking about steel sharks, this is basically Billy Warlock at this point. They're the special forces. Like, yeah. going on here? Like, what what the hell is going on? How did you rip off steel sharks? It's like yeah. they. It's like who's ever were, seen that movie other than us? <laughs> Whoever wrote this a million times probably. Yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> so they start heading um up to where they need to be. I really could have used a little bit of a drill here by um, George Butler. No drill to kind of establish that he's like means business, which is Mm -hmm. usually how they do it in the submarine. Uh, I was disappointed in that. There was nothing. But did you notice we had some actually pretty fantastic exterior shots of the sub diving. And I was so elated when you looked at that submarine and what is fastened right to the top. A little mini sub, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Can't be that mini sub. Yeah. Should we Great. explain what's happening in Russia, by the way? Yeah. So we got to explain this. I mean, this is, yeah, so these are the three storylines. So then R- Russian president has arrived uh, at this naval base and it becomes instantly clear that there is a, a coup afoot. Oh, yeah. The defense minister basically sequesters him, cuts off all communication and is like, I now own you, bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And you're, you look at that guy, you're like, how could that guy overthrow he the He looks president? like a frog or like he a does. turd dressed in like a. A frog suit? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, like a lumpy frog person. <laughs> Anyways, he's yes. us. He's real tiny. He's like so small. No he offense. Is. He's like really short. Yeah, no offense. We want you on. Please come on the podcast. <laughs> tiny turd frog man. <laughs> so that's basically what's going. So it's, he wants to trigger a war because if he trigger a war, then uh, he gets to basically rule. Yep. Yep. All right. Yeah. So anyways, and he, he now wants to Arkansas... frame the U.S. for it. That's pretty clear. He wants to trigger a war, oh, yeah. frame the yes, U.S., yeah, yeah. Yeah. turn the entire world against the U.S., and then take control after basically assassinating the president. He's going to take control of Russia as like a leader in the world. That's the idea. Right. Oh, yeah. Because who wouldn't want to sit across the table from that guy? He just, you know, is radiating authority. Right. Yeah, sure. Anyways, <laughs> cut back over to the Arkansas. They are up investigating the crash site of the USS Fitzmagic, and things are kind of, you know, they check that out. They send, well, they, out, a, they, they send out a mini ROV. Well, they, they first, they, they hear like a, a, a dinging, like some something dinging, and they, they actually think it might be the um, Fitzmagic. And so they go, they go over there, and they find it, but it's clear there's not going to be. Any survivors? They send out this little, basically a torpedo robot. Oh yeah. So why don't we could just call it that? A tour robot, a ropedo. No, no, no. A robotic eel. Yes. Oh, very oh. good. A robotic robotic eel. Eel. So a little it's robotic a eel. Robo eel goes out, and it checks it out, and there's just like dead bodies. Real gross. I got real spooked at this point, so I had my eyes closed for the next forty to forty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of gleaned what was going on. Um, yeah. But like everyone's dead, and no, clearly no one was able to survive the American. 
um, ship. at all. Yeah. And all of a sudden, at this point, oh, there's a there's a bogey. Uh-oh. Yeah, because up above them is this fucking Russian sh- sub. Yeah. And it is hiding directly underneath the ice. And I did love this little scene because they basically they shoot some uh, some fish into the uh, But they don't water. call them fish. They don't. I was disappointed. And they shoot out some, you know, Arkansas shoots out some countermeasures and starts diving and evading and stuff like that. And then they're able to evade the first one and kind of come back. And, and George Butler's just some fancy moves and shoots off his own torpedoes. So they're able to get some torpedoes off. And this is a big, uh, this is a big thing in the sub community right now because he screams fire. Yeah. And you would not do that. There's a couple, there's a couple of things he screams that is, is yeah, not you would, good. He also calls it a ship screaming. Calls he does. Ship. He says, I was so mad at he that. He says Uraz at one point. Like, yeah. Like, that's and like, that's right. not, uh, what? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Like even I know that? That's weird. Anyways. Yeah. That's not, it's not you guys. Come yeah, on. Come on. I, I watched Jarhead. Come on. I watched um, NCIS. I know what Marines say and what submarine captains say. Right. Good. And so, but they're like, I just love this part where the Russian captain's basically like, he can never hit us or by the ice. And <laughs> and at first it works. And at first it works. But then Jarhead Butler's like, turn it around because like, he's up the fuck out of the ice. And they totally fuck up the submarine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, have a, they don't even try to maneuver, get away or anything. Yeah, he's like, I'm totally like, safe because of this fucking ice. Yeah. He's was, like, holy shit. I screwed that up. I'll describe this as the first, Jarhead Butler's flipping coins in his- in his submarine, and this is the first of about twenty heads he he calls right in a row. That he just he nails every decision flawlessly, and it is the most yes. upsetting thing about this movie. Personally, is the fact that Joe Butler makes zero mistakes. He's just like turn it around, go to go to zero point five depth, and everyone's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? This is not going to work." And they turn around like, "Holy shit, he did it!" And then later on, he's like, "Go!" Then right after this, he's like, "Go toward the Tampa Bay," and he's like, "And you turn." Now and they literally brush; they're like little fins brush the Tampa Bay as a torpedo hits it. And I'm sitting oh, there my like, word. "He's oh, like yeah, a savant." So, so that it doesn't make any sense, it, right? That's right. Yeah. This, yeah, he was able to maneuver this submarine like it was a fighter jet. He yeah. could turn that it thing. It was like on he a dime. was swimming through the water. That's how, like, right. like he was just like, "And I'm a turn now." And it's just if, like, if only, yeah. And he's just sitting inside a little time. Like it's just, it's like a ridiculous. I think that's the most ridiculous part of the entire film is he makes zero poor decisions in the entire film. Every single decision he makes is one hundred percent correct. My most disappointing thing is that that coin did not stop a bullet or distract mm-hmm. someone so they could mm-hmm. kill them. <laughs> so yeah, that would have been great if the guy with the Russian coup, you know, oh was my about God, to shoot somebody, like, steal sharks, coin isn't it? at him. It is still sharks. It is, it is still, still sharks. sharks. Rewatch God. still sharks and listen to our episode again, everyone. Make sure you download that and the magic really smash the, smash those like buttons. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, they they now they they hear the dinging. The dinging's still going on, so it wasn't cl- clearly definitely one hundred percent was not the Fitzmagic. So right. that's gone. Fitzmagic blowed up, and so they head over there. And they send out now the mini sub. Thank oh, God. Oh yeah. I love the mini sub scenes too, because everything had to be like a hundred percent like crazy. They were like, We're gonna get crushed like a can of beer. Yeah. And like they were like, This is a riptide. Oh and they were trying to like move it around all Oh, dude, stuff. they had they were focused a long time on that thing. I know it was crazy. Current. And then they just they just nailed it and it was fine. Like there yeah. wasn't was, was, like, the hell, happened. guys. Come on. Oh, like, I mentioned oh, that we don't zero have people here. die in the submarine as well throughout the entire movie. That's true. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Someone get crushed <laughs> by a torpedo. Got, Come on. Well, even even the guy who got crushed by a torpedo survived. survived. Spoiler alert. Um, but so, those, I mean, that's another one on our checklist, you know? Got Accident it. in the torpedo room. Yeah, got it. But that's later. That's yeah. later. Anyways, they, so they get there. They bring up some people. 
And everyone's kind of pissed about this. They don't want to yeah. rescue these people from the Russian submarine because they're like, we just got shot at by a Russian sub- submarine. So why are we rescuing these people from this Russian submarine? Yeah, they're not humans. Right. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's also wrong militarily. Like yes. militarily, they would obviously rescue those people. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Because you're going to pump them for info. Right. And they're not, it's not like you are desperate and it's going to compromise the boat or the mission. Like it also, doesn't either of those things. I will so, say that also s- sailors and soldiers aren't monsters. They're not literal garbage people. So they right, would probably you can, you can be understand. like, let's save human beings who are trapped inside a submarine instead of letting right, them but die could, terribly. You could understand if the submarine was like um, damaged and, and was barely going to make it back and like really didn't have any resources. And maybe they'd be like, we literally can't risk the life right. of the crew and the ship to do this rescue mission. Sorry. Like, and you move on. The, sh- the, the boat was perfectly fine. So like they, they were obviously going to rescue. You're underestimating the ability for Gerard Butler to make the correct decision at every moment. That's true. He probably would have flipped the coin at that point, figured out that A1 hot sauce. They were definitely <laughs> going to be able to do it. And so, they, so they're all pissed, but he gets to talking to this Russian captain because he knows what the, the, the mission is. Like in the end um, – no, he doesn't really know what the mission is. He kind of reports back. Mm-hmm. We get another cut scene where – We're over it at the Pentagon again. Well, he's right. also – he knows who – the Russian captor, captain is by right. reputation. Oh, he yeah. knows who he is by reputation. He's like like the tip top guy. He's basically yep. the Gerard Butler everyone. of Russian. Well, the future Gerard Butler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do you, do you think he actually was future Gerard Butler? No. Go on. Well, it's not a good end for Gerard Butler. We'll right. do that. We'll do the Anyways. sequel idea later. Uh, so we cut back over the Pentagon. Gary Oldman is in a war room with the president, who is a lady, and straight up Madam President, and he's like, "We need to go to war." I don't care what you say. We're going to do this. And then Linda and Common are like, <laughs> uh, no, let's just, let's just hold on. Let's rescue. Oh, cause it, cause like the thing, the thing that happened here, what we've seen is that the, they've gotten some images up from the special forces and they yeah. show the coup, that the coup is happening. Basically. Oh, and yeah. So they've gotten some images from them. They're, they're kind of sneak up. It was funny, kind of like the special forces sneaking up to this base because they had these giant backpacks on. I was like, how is no one seeing these people? And like, you yeah. know what they, you notice what they also had with them? A robotic mini sub. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Another little <laughs> yeah. robotic. It's like, oh, how many subs can we squeeze in here? We I had, love it. We had a, we had a lot of levels of sub here. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, ha, 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 send it out. It's like the inception I mean, of submarine. Movies. If you consider yes. Robo Eel as a um, sub, and as so well. yeah, so they, they now everyone knows that there's a coup on, and so yeah, so Linda and Common are like, let's just rescue the Russian president. They're like, rescue the Russian president. I love He's this. not even human. Because like Gary Oldman was the only one with. What would probably be a normal reaction? Yeah. They're like, "Why in the hell are we going to rescue the Russian president? We're going to war with that guy." Right. So I, sh- I should also point out that the Russian president is extraordinarily handsome and dapper. So compared to Frogman McGee, the defense minister. Yeah. So this is a whole I mean, other he's, dynamic. I do want to. He's he's no Ed Harris, but yes, he's mm-hmm. fine. Now, in a lot of movies nowadays, they can get people who look like other people. They couldn't have even made this guy look close to Putin or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, because the lady president 100% looked just like Hillary Clinton. I was going to say Trump, but then I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll just say Hillary. Whatever. <laughs> well, there was that, remember she that did look meme? like Hillary Clinton. There was that meme with that like uh, farmer, I think, in Europe who looked just like Trump. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Uh, I got that person on, right? Anywho. But you know, the person but, hasn't been in some she, movies. She, was, she seemed to be clearly set up to be like a Hillary Clinton type president of mm-hmm. sorts. So that's this is so. when we get the extraction. Uh, no. No, 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 no. So, so there's, there's two, there's now okay. two storylines. They're going to do the extraction yeah. of the Russian president and then, yep. and then Gerard Butler's job is to go and get them. 
because they said, yes, we're going to move everyone into position for potentially for war, but you also get the chance to rescue. So yeah. Common and Linda set up this uh, this mission mm-hmm. split. So the special agents, the special forces are going to go in and get extract the president. Then the submarine's going to go into the, the, that port surface or get, take the mini sub, pick them up, and then go drive away. Yeah. Easily. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Except it is a huge deal. Because – the sub has to navigate this crazy fjord, which is laden with mines. And My, it's super narrow. It's basically it's like every single level of it's like like whatever. Oh, I don't man. care. This movie's great. Wow. wow. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, everyone's like, "We're fucked. We can't do this." But they don't account for one his lucky coin, obviously. But two, yeah. there's this Russian president, and he goes in and talks to this Russian president, and I whoa, really whoa 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 captain. Sorry, captain. They don't have the president. Sorry, not the board. president. Yeah, sorry, sorry, the captain. They didn't account for the the captain who has obviously navigated this fjord like a lot. Oh, and yeah. Gerard Butler goes in and basically he's like, I know you speak English and I know who you are. Like we brushed past each other back in the day. Don't worry about it. And I really want to do Masterpiece Theater. I wanted to get his long um, monologue here where he mm-hmm. kind of convinces him, but I couldn't find it on the internet. And I feel really bad. Like I, I, it would have been so good to be able to go because it was a really cliche great uh, monologue. Anyways, oh, yes, he, he convinces this president that he, or sorry, this captain that he is like the best and don't worry about it. I'm Jerry Butler. One of the coin. things here that also that he lets him know is something that we forgot to mention earlier. When they sent out that robo eel, they saw a picture of the oh, down yeah. sub <sighs> and it had exploded from the inside. Right. Cause, for, Cause at first the captain's like, fuck you. But then he sees this and is like, wait a second, why are you showing me this? And maybe this is different than I thought it was. Right. Maybe so, I'm having a change of heart. Yeah. So uh-huh. when he goes to the, when they go back to the the, sh- the boat and they're tr- starting to navigate, they start to get into like a little bit of trouble. They're getting into like tough stuff. And then out walks the captain. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit. Well, and Gerard Butler's like, everyone can see my dick. And at this point, you understand what that means. But you haven't seen anything yet. And- <laughs> He lets this Russian captain pull out his dick too and navigate. And everyone's like, kind of like the XO in particular sucks. Is like, fuck you, what? No way, you can't do this. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, I can because I'm the captain. So fuck you, whatever. Well, they're <laughs> saying it was, there's all this yeah. top secret information. That was he a big like part helps of it. the the Russian captain helps them navigate this fjord. And so like here you have to be real quiet, and here you have to like go real low, and here you have to like go right next to this wall. So it's all like the different ways that you get through these things. And mm-hmm. then it's like, and what are these? And like, they're like acoustic, whatever, something or others. Acoustically activated mines. And like, well, we can't get past those. It's impossible. It's like, unless it's not the only way to go. And the Russian captain's like, turn right here. And the exo's like, there's nothing down here. We can't turn down here. We can't trust this guy. We're going to run to the wall. And yeah, of course- Yeah, look at our charts. Yeah. And of course, it's like, why would the Russian captain like- Kill himself. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's, on the, it's not like he's not on the boat. Right. Well, I'd <laughs> he's say, on the boat as well. So, come well, on. You, you guys would agree that these these are like the most sophisticated anti-submarine yes. like booby tracks you'll ever see in a film. Basically. 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. wish there was also a net. Yeah, <laughs> there should have been a net. Just yeah. a classic net. What are there they going to do? I guess like they a, take the mini sub out. But. A bunch of uh, guys down there like shooting at him. You know? Oh, that would have been great. Frogmen. Yeah. Frogmen, right? You got to battle those frogmen. Mm-hmm. Hand-to-hand combat. That went good. And then the and boss battle is the lumpy turd frog. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. <laughs> and so then they turn down this little narrow place and they're like, oh my God, it's opening. And they end up in the they end up in the uh, port. 
kind mm. of, and everything's cool. And they are ready to go. And then we cut over to our seals. And they're ready to extract. Well, there's something we I don't even know what happened. All of a sudden, they're hiding in a tower. Yeah. Well, they were up in the tower, like, looking around, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, because they, and they know that the, the radio signals are going out, basically. Yeah. So they, they, can, okay. they can detect that someone's around. So they go and search around for them like idiots. Yep. They're just like- uh, are there people up there? I guess not. They like they squint. Leave. They're like, oh, I can't see anything. Let me squint real quick. No. Yeah, nothing. But oh, they, but why they don't shoot, I shoot at it on. real quick? <laughs> and it shoots and the guy in the leg. Yeah, yeah, why not shoot this entire metal structure? There's no way that could possibly ricochet. It's fine. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, the young guy gets his leg hit. So yep, at this rookie. point, this point, we're like, may as well die. Forget about him. He's definitely not going to come back and be a hero. Don't worry about it. Yeah, there's no way he could do it. And so they're like, okay, we'll leave him behind, but we got to do our extraction and we got to do it now. Mm-hmm. And so they go up and they scale, they, they dive in the water, they scale up the side of the building to where the Russian president all is right. being held. But hold on. On the way up here- Oh, they find him. Yeah, so- <laughs> His bodyguard right. is yeah. so good. So one of the oh, bodyguards so from the president was shot- and thrown into the ocean earlier, yep. and they stumble upon this man. And he's like, oh, I'm fine. Like, Don't about it. He's like literally <laughs> dying, and not even five minutes later, he is scaling a cliff yeah. with these Navy SEALs. He's perfectly fine. You're like, what the hell? It's like, wait, I'm confused. He was shot in the abdomen and thrown into freezing cold water, and then you have our Navy SEAL shot in the leg, and they're like, he can't come along. There's no way he could help. Yeah, but this guy yeah, can do it. Straight up. Don't worry about it. It's he like, was unstoppable. Yeah. Like that's his that's his core. That's shot Ranger's core. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it would have been better if he's just like they like hobble him. He's like he's up there. He's up in that room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like great. Okay, sure. Right, thanks, buddy. Do you want us to kill you to like save you the suffering or yeah. what? Yeah. Like yes, please kill me. He's like no. Oh, I'd yeah, rather perfect. I'd rather <laughs> scale a cliff wall before yeah. I die. So they're up there and they get in like this giant shootout. So they kill a bunch of people, get in a giant shootout. They blow the door off of where the Russian president is. Grab him. The bodyguard shooting, and he like is like, "You guys go. Don't worry about it." And I, I realize now that I'm saying don't worry about it a lot, but it's the movie. I feel like it's like the movie. It is. <laughs> it's like the real feeling of the movie. Yep. It's making me say it a lot. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, and so they start going out the, the window, a few of them, with the Russian president. And the uh, bodyguard goes out and actually like blows a bunch of people to smithereens. Well, yeah. He gets in a shot – uh, shot a, a shootout. Whole bunch of times, yeah. yeah, and then yeah, they shoot him about a million times, and they bust in this room. And this was <laughs> such a funny scene. He is got both his middle fingers up in the air, but he also has like a dozen grenade pins yeah. on his fingers. Yep. And then there was a fabulous explosion, and then knocks two of the Navy SEALs out the window. Yeah. The other three people are already out, or other two people, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys hits his face on his way down, which is not great. No, it's not um, good for you. No, good. you go to you go to the concussion protocol at that point. Definitely concussion. Yeah, they they got the they blue tent out. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, like actually, "Hold on, stop, stop yeah. shooting at us! We got the blue tent out." Yeah. And they were like, "He is actually dead." So one <laughs> of the, that's first one dead, and I, at this point, you know things are for real. Like, oh, they're, yeah. they're playing for keeps. The, uh-huh. And one of the two people who die in the entire film, yeah. <laughs> at this point, you know. Yes, two, okay, pe- two people I die. guess people can die in this film. Excellent. Well, no, other than all the bad guys who sure. do die. The faceless um, bad so guys that might as yeah. well just be creatures from another dimension. Yes. Right. <laughs> so the three of them all hop into the water and they start swimming away to try to get to the extraction point. And they're running, running, running. And they at one point, there's like a million cars and like this one bad guy, this main bad guy. And they're like, 
I better blow up everyone but this one person because they shoot everything else, but he still survives. They shoot yeah. all of the things. And this is where also where the young guy gets to become the hero again because oh, they're like yeah. trapped and they're like, basically, okay, we're done. And the president gets a bullet in the ch- like a back and stuff. Yeah, his core definitely gets his core, but he's got a lot of core strength. Yeah. Um, kind of, you know, like deflects a little bit. Yeah. And so he, they're all like, okay, we're dead and this is too bad. And then all of a sudden the young guy is like, Sniping oh, away. Him from like a mile away. Up in the woods, But yeah. did you also notice here, when they were extracting the president, it was nighttime, mm-hmm. and then during this, it was in the middle of the day. Yeah, so they were How going for a while. How long were they running? Hours. Hours. That's why they had the drill in the beginning, and the young guy wasn't good enough. So he can't snipe from I the I think woods. the moral of the story really is cardio, and the importance yes. of cardio. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And so they're able to run away again. They get to the extraction but they, right, point. But they leave the rookie. Yeah, got to leave the rookie. I mean, he's up in the woods. What are you going to do? Yeah. Whatever. We don't know where he's at. Yeah. We don't even know if that's him. And so Gerard Butler, they get the they get the um, mini sub out because they're up in this thing. I don't know. Was there anything that happened between them coming into the thing and the mini sub? Not really, right? No, not a whole lot. This, yeah. was, this was mainly the ground game right here. Right. And so then the mini sub comes up and they're, you know, they're like, all right, we better get these people. And there's... They start, they're running towards them. There's this other Jeep coming with the bad guys and they're shooting at them yeah. and they are able to get the president to this mini sub along with one of the guys, but the other guy gets shot and killed. In the water. And they're like, okay, come on, get in here. And the the father figure guy is like, my son is out there. Like, you're who? And he's like, my son. And then he dives back in the water and he goes, yeah, he goes back, back. <laughs> Yeah. But dude, that mini sub was taking small arms fire like you would not believe. Right. And then it dives in because the submarine had to kind of like dive away. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're going to crush depth. 100%. Oh, yeah, There's are. bolts flying. At this point, it's like, well, actually, I, I'm pretty sure this, I, I'm not concerned from this mini sub because the Russian president's still on it. So, right. it's not going to crush. It would be a funny ending. It's like a weekend at Bernie situation. He's still okay. It's like, it looks like he's been crushed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a little waterlogged. Yeah. And so they get the Russian president on the, the ship, but. At, at this point, because they kidnapped them, like it's basically war. Like the, the oh, definitely. They're like, okay, well, yeah, you got the Russian president, but like we're still we're going to say you stole the Russian president, going to kill him, and now we have to go to war with you. So yeah. war is on. Oh, for sure. And the guy who's staging the coup knows that the president's on this sub, and now he's you know a mastermind. So he knows that if they blow that sub up or damage it, it looks like the Americans captured him. And that they lost him yeah, or they killed him. Killed him. Killed him. Who's, so, to say, who's to say what happened to him on that submarine that blew up? Nobody would know. Yeah. So they, so they like seal off the, fuel, the yeah. fjord yeah. and then they send in a destroyer and our Russian captain is nervous. He's like, these boys don't miss. Right. And they hit, they hit you with those depth chargers. Here they call them mortar, whatever, rockets. Yeah. But like, I didn't even know that this, this was a thing now. Like, whatever. Like, I thought it was like a World War II thing that's like gone. But no, they oh, totally death charge them 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so- well, It's effective. <clears throat> they're trying to- Yeah, they're trying to survive. They're kind of evading these like mortar stuff. They kind of let the- Because uh, they kind of locked onto the mini sub. Mm-hmm. So they get the Russian- They get everyone out of the mini sub and they let the mini sub go and that gets the, the brunt of the, the shots or whatever. And How they're brutal. like- And basically he flips a coin and it comes up heads again. And he's like, Russian captain, do you think the people up on that boat- are going to, would trust you, right? Because you said you trained all of them. Although, first they kind of crash into the bottom. First, the first thing they do is they crash into the bottom of the ocean, right? Yeah. I think that's the first thing they do. They kind of stay down there. There's fires, there's leaks. 
someone gets crushed by a torpedo and so they, they know they oh, can't yeah. so they know they can't uh shoot back right because mm-hmm. yeah, they tried to load yeah. stuff because what's his face yeah. says he asks him like how soft is the bottom and he goes it's very soft yeah. it's a mud and it was mud. actually there was a pretty funny line here because you know we always talk about the torpedo room <laughs> they're like what's the status of the torpedo room so he's like it's bad sir yeah <laughs> awesome <laughs> great um yeah so they, they i mean everything's going to shit it's basically every classic thing at one point they're trying to fix a leak and they or they have that wrench out it's all there's a wrench oh, oh when they were yeah, silent yeah, at one point remember the silence oh oh yeah. we missed that one yeah yeah so they, we'll they're trying to be silent that. yeah because the acoustic the, the acoustic mind sensor oh, i missed it yeah it they, was so uh, good that was actually really good i thought yeah yeah there was there was a uh one of the torpedoes was rattling. Somebody pulls a wrench out and they go to tighten it. And then all of a sudden. Butterfingers over there. Yeah. Drops the wrench. This was actually really funny yeah. in the in when I was watching it uh, because all of a sudden it's slow motion and the wrench is going to the ground and it's about to hit. And if it hits, that mine's going off. Right. All of a sudden, last second, somebody snags it, like snatches it right out of thin air. And this woman in the theater that I was in was like, <gasps> yeah, got her. Was like, yes, yeah, they got <laughs> her. That much better. They got her. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> we have some more wrenches. We have some more fires and some more leaks. We have someone crushed by a torpedo. Mini ships are destroyed. Lucky coin is being flipped. They're on the bottom of the ocean. Crush depth, nuts, bolts. Everything is mm-hmm. popping everywhere. We got water on the sub. Everything. I think we even had a fire for a second, right? Yep. So they get everything under control, and he's basically like, okay, we can't launch anything at this. But they're they're coming back because they heard because uh, when they were someone was getting crushed by a torpedo they made a lot of noise so now the destroyer is coming back they thought maybe they would be able to evade him evade it and he goes to the captain Russian captain like how much do you think these people will trust you you said you claimed that you trained everyone on that boat they could have shot it but, but he looked over at the captain he's like ah oh, probably hurt your feelings if I took down all those guys yeah oh, that's right yeah so they had an opportunity to destroy it before but they didn't take the yep. opportunity and he's like. They I just feel, like I, the deer, man. I think they, they think they trust me. That's what he says. I'm pretty sure they trust me. And so he, of course, like, that's what you're gonna say. Yeah, and so he go, gets on the horn, and he's basically naming everyone on this fucking ship. He's like, you, 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 you. I trained you. I trained you. I'm your the godfather of your child. I, you know, taught you how to ride a bike. You know, we played catch after work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And everyone's like, has tears streaming in their face. We're like, we love this guy. We can't destroy him. And they're like, you better. The, the captain of that ship is like you better you know destroy these people and the people on the weapons are like you got to do it if you're going to do it you do it but I'm not going to do it I'm not going to do it yeah and they get a and then eventually the Russian president gets on the line too which like, I'm the Russian which, president should they have just put him on first like hey guys uh, it's your boy I'm on the sub <laughs> don't blow it up what what <laughs> surprise up in here yeah uh, yeah so and then then this kind of like changes the tune a little bit. He's like, okay, I'm not going to destroy it. And they they contact back to Frogman McGee over there in the Russian place. And it's like, I am, we're not going to, we're gonna, not going to mess with the submarine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like we're on, we're on their side now. And so the subsurfaces at yeah. this point, yeah. which is dangerous. And they're like, all right, well, I guess got to take matters into our own hands. And so they bring out the big guns, literally giant guns, and they're going to shoot some, you know, air to water or whatever, surface missiles yeah. straight at them. And like, okay, basically they're dead and war is about to start because they're going to fuck up this Russian president. <laughs> yeah. And they shoot him off. And Jar Butler's like, what they didn't count on was this. And he flips his lucky coin, right? Yeah. And it flips in the air and he's like, he catches it. It's like, there we go. Because then the the ship, the destroyer, 
just shoots the missiles out of the sky. Right, at the very last second, right. these missiles are, I mean, like a foot away from right. hitting that sub. And all of a sudden, the destroyer unloads on them. And destroys them. And they don't, they don't even get rocked by a little blast? Nothing. Come on. They're just fine. It was really strange. A very, very odd moment in the movie where it's yes. like, I'm confused. Also, why didn't the destroyer just launch mi- when when the guy was like, I'll destroy them for you? I, if they were going to launch missiles anyways, which was happened next, yeah. why didn't they just do it then? Like, uh, not so fast. Well, it doesn't make for a good, you know, movie. Yeah. Anyways, then the destroyer's like, uh, we also have missiles, so fuck you. And, and sends them off. Destroys Frogman. Yeah. And at this point in the movie, in the theater I was in, the uh, woman who gaffs gasped also started clapping nice good absolutely i'm loving yes 100 percent. and uh also during this we're getting cutscenes over because our navy seal father left Uh, oh yeah the rookie is quickly being overcome by russian and soldiers basically right yeah yeah and he's about to get just executed right there in the woods but instead his dad his father comes in shoots them all is like hey don't worry about it. We can get that one last catch in. He's yeah. like, Papa. And, so he, and he's like, yes. And he, <laughs> and he grabs him and cradles him in his arms and then runs away with him to the submarine. Mm-hmm. They all they all gather onto the submarine. He's like, hey, Gerard Butler, we're pretty much the same, aren't we? And they look in each other's eyes and they're like, we are the same. And then, he, and then uh, Gerard Butler looks over at Michael Norquist and he's like, we're pretty much the same. Here's my lucky coin. And then Michael Norfolk is like, thanks for the lucky, lucky coin. And he's like, I'm going to flip it real quick. And then he flips it in like <laughs> the worst, nerdiest, weirdest way yeah. possible. Like, yeah. And I'm like, that was unfortunate. Do you know what would have been great? Second he, cut or third cut on that one? Yeah. If he, if he had flipped it and it dropped into the ocean. Fuck. Sorry. That would have been a really good way to end it. Instead, and, they end with a, uh, a claustrophobia joke. Yep. You're like, oh, man, I'm claustrophobic. And he climbs into the submarine. And, and then, then that's it. Yeah. And you can't that's underestimate how much Linda, Cardellini, and Common are high-fiving. And oh. Gary Oldman's like uh, shaking his head like, I guess these young guns know what they're doing. Yeah. And then Linda, Cardellini, and Common are like both at the same time. They're like, if only I had a significant other to share this with. And they, <gasps> they gasp and they go, oh, my God. And then they start making out. Well, uh, yeah, because they look at their phones and they're both, uh, they Tinder matched each other. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they Tinder matched. It was crazy. Anyways. Wow. <laughs> but the Gotta t- get those Tinder plugs in. Got it. Uh, not a sponsor. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we spent Epic. a long time on that Epic. one. Yeah. All right. I mean, come on. Could we not? We had to. There's we so do. much t- to chew and eat in this one. Oh, definitely. Not just chew. You can eat it. I mean, I ate it. Uh, I loved it. Oh, should we go? So, should we go to uh, reviews? We got to do ratings. Yeah, yeah, we have to. So who wants to start? I could start. Yeah, I definitely do not want to start. All right, this movie, like we said, has literally everything we always joke about uh, and talk about that we're looking for, except for well, there's almost a mutiny, but I told you I'd, I'd call okay. it a land mutiny. Yeah, land mutiny. Uh, we got that. We didn't have any bananas. No but- bananas. Yeah, that's too bad. The visuals were- I feel like he could have eaten a banana at some point, right? I know. It would have been funny. Yeah. If just during the scene where the guy's underneath the torpedo and then the camera pans over, there's just dude eating a banana. Or like, Gerard Butler's just like macking on a banana at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, What's on. going on? Uh, the visuals, I thought it was very good. Storyline was super cliche. We've seen this a bunch. Everything was very predictable. 100, yep. Uh, but did I have fun- Watching this movie, yes. I mean, it's – you know the storyline. 
it's so predictable, but it's still fun to watch. Although I thought, did you guys notice that it was kind of like miniature, not not maybe the best miniature work in some of those underwater scenes, specifically the acoustic field? I assume um, it was all CGI. Yeah, I thought it was CGI as well, but oh. it probably is, was some miniatures in there too. I don't know. Why wouldn't there be? But maybe it was all CGI, but I don't know. Fun to watch, 6.5. So, Patrick, you want to go? Sure. Um, basically, I would say like the there was like a third of the film. It wasn't quite the back third, but it was like a third of the film. I really, really enjoyed the sub action was superb. It was it was actually like I wish there would be more movies like this because I actually was very entertained when they were like in the sub doing sub things. But then there was like the extraction team, which was like the most worthless storyline I've ever seen in my life. I hated it. They might as well just had gone full steel sharks and just had the attraction team on the sub and then leave the sub and get the Russian president and bring them back to the sub. If you know what I mean? But then, but then they get kidnapped and they're on a different sub. Yeah, sure. Multiple subs, <laughs> like dual subs. Um, but regardless then, so like the, the good of it is like the, the sub action is like superb and it's, I don't know. I can't even imagine what other good sub movies have come out in the last like 20 years, basically. That could compete not, with not many that are like yeah, not really many that are like more of the traditional submarine films. Most of them are weird things like Black Sea and stuff, where yeah. mm-hmm. there's a submarine, but it's more kind of just it's not like a battle because it's not like during a war or like a potential right. war. Yeah. yeah, my major criticism was Gerard, the the lack of deaths. Deaths meant a lack of drama. Gerard Butler had almost well, he had a lot of tough decisions to make, but the the decisions didn't seem tough. Because he right. nailed every single one of them. We had a lucky coin. So Yeah, he had a lucky coin. Um, and so that kind of so, like detr- also like detracted from his part of the film. Like I actually really liked Roy Butler in the film. I thought he actually did a lot better than I expected him to. Look, Looking better at this time too. He's look, he was looking thin. He was looking thin. I made a joke in my large, recap yeah. because I, I ended up showing like a, a video of him explaining Scottish slang and he has the most ridiculous moon face I've ever seen yeah. in my life. So he put it put it right back on. <laughs> he looks like Blake Bortles. It is absurd how like yeah. fat kind of like beer fat he is. Anyways, the yeah. the point I'm trying to get to is I I really wanted to like the film and I was gonna go like if I was gonna do it like honestly as like a film, I would actually say six point five. I like the film a lot more. I actually am surprised it got such bad reviews. But I'm going to bump it up to seven because of the awesome sub-action. That's what I'm going to do. Ooh. And I'm going to be coming in on top because I was, was planning and will continue to plan to give this a seven and a half. There we go. Um, I thought this film was for dumb people. Uh, it is for <laughs> stupid people. But uh, sometimes people just want to be dumb, even even stupid, even uh, big brain people like me and you, Kyle. Yeah. And Patrick, I guess. Uh, even though we got big giant brains, sometimes we like to sit back and we'll just watch a movie with some submarine action. It's got a lot of submarine action on it. I did think Gerard Butler was probably the best performance I've seen him give in a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually he is terrible and kind of an obnoxious garbage person and giant and weird looking. This time I actually was like, he doesn't look out of place as like a human shaped person. Like it's actually okay. And the only thing I would say is that everything was very straightforward and everything was very simple. Mm-hmm. There was nothing anything complex. Like it's not like Crimson Tide where you get to grapple with some questions about morality and right. what you need to do. Like this is just one of the stupid, yes, continue, 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 continue. And it wasn't, you know, it didn't have anything wrong with it. It wasn't like 
London has fallen where it's like racist and garbage. Like it just was a perfectly reasonable action film with a cliche storyline and a lot of submarine stuff that we like to watch. Mm-hmm. Seven and a half. All right. Yeah. I was kind of shocked we didn't see more Gary Oldman. Yeah, I actually thought he was going to end up being a bad guy. Yeah, that would be a twist bad guy working with the. It seemed like, uh, like, like if you think about if you think about uh, Geostorm, that's kind of where it would have been heading, right? With Ed yeah, Harris right. was the bad guy in that one. Yep. But um, maybe that's where it was going, and Gerard Butler said, "Wait a minute, guys. Yeah, maybe I've may- done one like this. Well, it's definitely possible that they cut it. That they were just like, this doesn't work. Like mm-hmm. we can't. No, no. Just have them be like a war guy. Like it's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Like there's, there's definitely a possibility that there was a draft of this where. Gary Oldman was a bad person. That kind of that residue continued to be. Yeah, there. you could. I could see that. Anyways, I'm going to get into some trivia, and I'm doing this all on the fly. So, gotta see how the magic wow. works. So, this was one of Michael Nyquist's uh, last films. He died in 2017 of cancer. One of the producers as well died of cancer in 2018. So, two people involved with the film um, died before its release. And that's in part because it was filmed actually not that recently. It was filmed in like, I think 2016, at least in 2018. So it did shit oh. sit on, sit on the shelf a little bit, trying to find the right moment to get released. Uh, so why not there. right before Halloween? I think what, 18. I'm pretty sure what happened is last year they were listening to our podcast and they were like, this is it. Yep. So holy crap. Start, there, there, there people out there. October last year. And then they were like, wait, Geostorm's coming out. We have to we have to clear right. out from this other Gerard Butler film. <laughs> yeah. So because even even this like in in 2015 it was reported that when uh, Bill Walker, the governor of Alaska, signed legislation ending the film subsidy up there, that mm-hmm. Hunter Killer canceled its filming up there and moved it elsewhere. So this is 2015 when it was preparing to start filming. Yeah. Uh, leading actor Gerard Butler and the um, director both sailed aboard the USS Houston SSN 713 from May 6th to May 9th uh, for research purposes. Really? Yep. And I, I remember, I think I I may have used that as a uh, a news story on the website, or I guess, yeah, adjacent to the Bad Movie Twins. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Um, Tony Scott was at one point set to direct. So was McGee. So the two different directors. Tony Scott being, of course, the director of our beloved Crimson Tide. Uh, was that right? He, he did. Yeah. 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 And so he, and he's a well-known, he was well-known um, fan of submarines. So, oh, man. Well, yeah. Just look at the movies he's put out. Yeah. Antoine Fuqua also was attached to direct at one point. Mm. He's the training, training day director, I think. I think so. He directed Training Day. The, the writer of is David Ayers. Right. Who's but, an actual but, submariner. Yeah. Fuqua was the director of Training Day. Okay. Uh, and then both um, Butler and Oldman had played the role of Dracula previously on screen. So Oldman was in Bram Stoker's, Stoker's uh, Dracula and uh, Butler was in Dracula 2000. <laughs> <laughs> so, Good lord! Uh, yeah, I mean, one's one's you know directed by one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, Francis Ford Coppola. The other one is Dracula 2000. So, <laughs> anytime you put anything you know like that, 2000 at the end, yeah, you're not great. Dracula 2K5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd what, watch that. What other actors who portrayed vampires in film Ooh. may have been good in a role hmm. in this one? What about Robert Pattinson? From Twilight. Oh, he would be the he, XO. Yes, he would be the oh, shit-eating the, the guy XO. you hate. Yeah. yeah. 
What about uh, Tom Cruise interview for with a vampire? Could Tom he, Cruise could, could he be have the done rookie. an American accent as the Russian captain? Maybe who Tom Cruise? Yeah. Oh, Robin Patterson. Right, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Just could ignore the Russian accent. accent. He's the Russian captain, but he has an American. Oh, Tom sure. Cruise accent. Okay. There we go. <laughs> uh, but comment, right? Oh, I would, yeah. put, I would put Tom Cruise as the rookie seal. Yeah, I think yeah, there we small, go. Or, or, or the, I or mean, no, now, now the father figure. The, now the father figure for sure. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah. The, I think the, the rookie would have been Kellen Lutz from Twilight. <laughs> yeah, we love Kellen Lutz. <laughs> Shout out to Kellen Lutz. Love you, Kellen Lutz. Podcast. Come back. <laughs> um, and then we're just gonna finish up with. Oh, oh God, what's his name? Brad Pitt. Cage. Brad Pitt was in an interview with what about Eddie Murphy. He was in uh, uh, Vampire in Harlem or whatever. I don't want to say common, but um, <laughs> how about the, like, how the captain? An, an old time Eddie Murphy role, trying to get back as as Gerard Butler's character, get the drama going. That would be so strange. I can't imagine Eddie Murphy doing a role like that. How about how about the old man character? Now that would be funny. Kind of a limited scope. All you have to do is yell a bunch about war. And then I'm going to finish up. Well, not finish up, but John Malkovich, because he was in that. He was being played Dracula, whatever. John Malkovich for sure. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, Got to break whatever his accent is in rounders. And then what about Ed Harris? Well, Ed Harris is our captain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. I think that's right. I mean, what vampire movie was he in? Uh, he was in, uh, Vampire, um, uh, He was Dracula 2K5. Starting to I was trying to think of one that involved, uh, buff vampires, but I couldn't oh, think yeah. of it because, yeah, that would be the- Buff the vampire. Buffy. Yeah. Buffy the vampire. Buffo the vampire slayer. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. The vampire slayer <laughs> slayer, maybe. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then I'm just going to finish up with a quick um, Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. So, um, Gary Oldman was in a movie called Criminal, which I come across a lot when I try to do the analysis of Mm -hmm. figuring this out. It's claimed to be a submarine film. I never really knew it was a submarine film. Uh, and I double checked and for sure they're submarine because in the IMDb goofs, they make fun of some of the submarine action in that. Really? Yeah. It's being like not accurate. Um, so definitely a submarine in that one. Tommy Lee Jones is in that film and he's also in uh, mechanic resurrection because he owns a submarine in that film and Tommy Lee Jones, uh, or sorry, mechanic resurrection we've used before because we've used that to go from Statham over to faith of the furious because it's our fate to get to that point. Um, from there we can go to all kinds of stuff. I mean. We can go to Iron Giant and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've done that before. Possibilities are limitless, man. Literally endless. And that's it. That's Phantom Zone. Wow. I could pretty much do that off the doom. That's nuts. Yeah. All right. It's time for some subs worldwide. It's it's subs 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 world world wide 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 wide. So we just watched Hunter Killer. So I figured, why not do an actual hunter-killer submarine? Woo! I know. How inventive. Uh, so this is a Russian attack submarine, the very first Russian nuclear submarine, and it's the month of November, so we're doing the November-class submarine. Ooh, I don't yeah. love that name, <laughs> but... No. 
It's not the best. It doesn't like instill fear. It's not the Dracula or vampire class. We've had some really great classes. There have been some good ones. Uh, So these were in service from 1958 to 1991. Pretty good. There were 13 of them built. All of them have been disposed of except for one, the K3, which is a museum now in St. Petersburg. Perfect. Uh, So for the specs, they were 360.25 feet long. They had, for their engines, two water-cooled 70-megawatt reactors with steam-powered generators that could generate 35,000 horsepower. It's an okay amount of horses. (laughs) That's a lot of horses. Yeah. They had two... So listen to this. There's... (laughs) There's so much in this. So they have that. They also have two turbine generators that can generate 1,400 kilowatts. They also had two diesel generators, which could generate 460 horsepower, along with two electric motors that could generate 450 horsepower. They did have a variation that had two 73-megawatt reactors, no no diesel generators. So with all this power, you might be wondering, (laughs) how fast can they go? I am wondering that. How fast do they go? So this is kind of odd. On the surface, fourteen point seven knots. Great. Submerged thirty point two. Thirty point two knots. Mm-hmm. It's a so, lot. Of, that's a lot of knots. Yeah. So they can go faster under the water. Though. Oh yeah. Wow. Which is something that, I mean, I guess you know we'd see that when we're making the transition to nuclear stuff. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but. This is also kind of odd because, well, I guess you know it's one of the first ones, but nowadays endurance is limitless, pretty much. Right. You know, without. Well, with food supply being the main factor, but endurance here, 60 days. They went down to a test depth of 1,115 feet. 1,115. Yeah. Wow. So they didn't, they didn't, they didn't want to push that to one, 120? Nope. Couldn't even make it to like 1150. Interesting. Wouldn't, wouldn't do it. Uh, it held 106 people for the weapons, and it had eight 533-millimeter bow torpedo tubes. I can't even put that in perspective because I am American. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For the design of this, there are over 135 Soviet organizations that were active in doing that. It was originally designed to go into American naval bases and destroy them with a thermonuclear gas steam-powered T-15 torpedo. This torpedo was a... 1,550 millimeter caliber weapon, <laughs> which is huge. Uh, it was two, 20. I like how they're still doing calibers at that point. Yeah. It's like, just call it really big. Uh, 23 and a half meters long, and it had a range of 50 kilometers. Uh, these are much noisier than the diesel electrics and a lot noisier than the first American nuclear submarines. And the K-3, the one that is a museum, was the first Soviet sub to reach the North Pole. Wow. In 1962. When did you reach the North Pole for the first time? I think I was like three days old. Ah, okay. So 1963 as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I got to say, we. so when are we going to St. Petersburg then? I could free up my weekend. And I think, well, once we get a sponsor, I think we've done enough to probably warrant getting like maybe cool. Yeah. So it was one of these beers on, on the, we make fun of them a little bit more. They should sponsor us. Right. And we go to St. Petersburg. I like that. Yeah. Here, we only need, uh, you know, a few thousand dollars to fly over to Rush. <laughs> to check out a sub, to send us on vacation. Instead of upgrading any of the equipment. Yeah. <laughs> you just use it to do that instead. <laughs> I'll just right. meet you there. Am I done? Yeah. It's a Ryan, uh, Ryan Air. It's pretty cheap. 
Patrick, you have any game? I can I could go through. I'm look right now. I'm looking at Gerard Butler's four upcoming films. And I I, I guess what I'll do is I'll just ask you each buy or sell Gerard okay. Butler's next. Okay, this is written and directed by Jamie Fox. Great. Bye. Called, Sorry, what? Called All Star Weekend. Two buddies. Yeah, bye. <laughs> two buddies form a rivalry over the their favorite American basketball player. Bye. Yep. And so wait, is, is he, a, is is he a American Gerard in Butler this? Film? Yeah, hold on a second. I assume he's American. And I will point out, by the way, Jamie, that this is going to be released February 22nd, 2019. So we're watching it. Also a crossover episode. Please be a submarine. Please have yeah, a submarine. Yeah, it's, it's Gerard Butler, Robert Downey Jr., and Benicio Del Toro. Wait. Uh, You've got to be kidding me. Too much to process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so by- And directed by Jamie Foxx? Yeah. And written- so buy from you, Jamie. <laughs> I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, I'm buying that. Okay, Kyle. I'll buy it. Okay. I mean, it's that sounds like the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. So hopefully, there's a submarine because we can do another live episode for that. Uh, Angel that would be has so amazing. <laughs> there's a submarine in it just randomly. Also, apparently, 2019, Angel has fallen. So, so this is this is obviously the sequel to both. Uh, Olympus has fallen, and London has fallen. London is Fallen is a racist film, and I will not be buying a sequel. <laughs> Secret Service I've agent f- Mike Banning is framed for the attempted assassination of the president and must <sighs> evade his own agency and the FBI as he tries to uncover the real threat. Sounds oh, kind of sound, just sounds like uh, Mission Impossible, really. Does not involve Aaron Eckert. It looks like it looks like probably Morgan Freeman is the president. Is now, now the president? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So sell. I'm hearing. I am selling because I am I'm, I'm concerned it's going to be racist, but I have to I have to check what the the terrorists in this case are. Mm. It, it appears to be well. There's Piper Parabo, probably not the oh. probably not the terrorist. Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, Nick Nolte. Wow, wow. Yeah, it's unclear. There's no one that that stands out as <laughs> unclear bad guy. The terrorist. That I need mm. to. Yeah, it just it sounds like a Mission Impossible knockoff. They decided to go Mission Impossible, where it's like he's being framed, but by who? Now he has to evade his own people. Okay, I, got, I got two more. Okay, so, Naya, Legend of the Golden Dolphin. Dolphin? Did you say dolphin? Dolphin. Yes. The animal. Bye. Yeah, so this is 100% could have a submarine in it, and I'm buying it. This is an action film following the adventures of Naya, the Golden Dolphin Princess, and her mission to save Earth. So probably no submarines. It is an animated uh, film. Disagree. Disagree. Gerard Definitely Butler plays King Kula. That's pretty King cool. King of the submarine. Yeah, probably he has a submarine. Yeah. So this also stars James Franco, James Franco, Megan Fox, Daryl Hannah, Kate Winslet. I'm now selling. Although I love Kate Winslet. Ooh, Owen Wilson, are not Goldberg. These names are not instilling confidence. None of these. This sounds like a normally North, North type situation here. Yeah, it's probably made by some Spanish animated studio. Probably. Although the country is is listed as as USA. It's Magic Factory Productions. I, I can't tell sure. what that means. And the last one is Afterburn. <laughs> this is my this is my favorite. A group of post-apocalyptic treasure hunters search yes. for ancient relics on Earth that has been oh. nearly half destroyed by a massive- Wait, on Earth or could it be in the ocean? It says on Earth. Uh, half destroyed by a massive solar flare. Director is Byung-gil Jung. Nice. And only Jorah Butler is currently attached. All right, bye. I'm buying that one. 
Yeah, this this director has directed basically nothing else as far as I can tell. The Villainous is the only other one, which is Bye. not a real film. So there we go. Bye. You have to start somewhere. this. Yeah. This is Jung. Auteur. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just hoping that they just decide that one of the relics has to be in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And then we end up we end up in there. That's the final relic. That only makes sense. The whole plan. <gasps> the final relic the is, is a nuclear submarine. How do they get? Oh. So, how would they get the crew together? For no, it doesn't matter. A, what they're trying to get is the nuclear power because that will bring like Earth back the to like. Then they can get the the sun back online with the nuclear power from the submarine. Now we're talking. Yeah. Now yeah. I gotta say, I'm pretty sure the last relic is what Gerard Butler's packing in those pants. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Can't get enough of us? Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. And if you like what you heard, please go ahead and give us a rating.